it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Welcome on in on a free-for-all Friday, whatever that means, a free-for-all. You know, you used to hear that about things that were just kind of wide open. They'd call it a, boy, it was a real (laughs) free-for-all. And uh, so here we are on a free-for-all Friday, November the 3rd. Can Can you believe it's November already? Yep, here we are. So. You had a whole bivy of high school football games last night around the state, and uh, there were a couple of results that, while while maybe not shocking, were I would describe them as surprising. And so we'll go over some of that. And here we are, a day away, big games tomorrow around the place. You know, state's got to find somehow, some way, got to find a way to beat um, Kentucky tomorrow night. Tall task. Kentucky's really been a better team than uh, then stayed all year long, but you got to figure out a way to beat them. And uh, Ole Miss, you know, you're just trying to st- stay on track and not have that bump in the road, which is what Texas A&M, you know, would be if Ole Miss figured out a way to lose that game. You know, it almost just feels like if Ole Miss will just bring to the game what they have brought pretty much every week, that'll be good enough against this Texas A&M team. But if you go out there and you just have a bad day, well, you know, anything can happen. All of that and more, it's all on the table with you on this Friday. Get it on in here. Glad to be back with you here in the the Bureau, the normal Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. I appreciate Tanner Wilson from Farm Bureau Rankin County stopping in with us yesterday. We were broadcasting at Country Pleasing Country Meat Packers. Highway 49 in Florence, really enjoyed that. You know, by the nature of the show yesterday, being on remote, everything sounds a little different down the line, and we had guests on site and all that kind of stuff, so I didn't get a chance to talk to Beaver yesterday on the air. Let's remedy that right off the bat today. Beaver, happy Friday, sir. How you doing? I'm good, Matt Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, I I wonder how how the show sound to you yesterday. It was... It was Matt Wyatt out on location is always a little challenge uh-huh. when it comes to the levels. Right. Same thing yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fix that at some point. <laughs> so you're always low. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you, Jonathan McMillan, he's always pretty loud. <laughs> he's so a- levels may fluctuate. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it was halfway consumable, though, for the audience. It wasn't like a complete turn-off, you don't think? No, I, th- I think it. <laughs> I think we, we got through it okay. Okay. Well, because of you. And so for you, Beaver, you get a round of applause. Take a bow, sir. Take a bow. I, uh, I tell you what, instead of that applause, I'd rather have some of that sausage <laughs> and boudin ball and steak that you had out there. Man, and look, I came home with two of the most beautiful uh well three actually in one package of the most beautiful ribeye steaks um and i and i can't wait to cook them but it's almost like there's it's such a fine cut of meat i almost wish i could let someone else who's a real expert cook it for me (laughs) because i'm i'm a threat to foul it up let's be honest with you 
but all kinds of other stuff. I loaded up one whole big, you know, cooler full of all different kinds of sausage. And Beaver, you know what I did? Okay, so I got back late last night. I was kind of like wearing down, you know. And I was putting a lot of this sausage in the freezer, but I was going to get some out. And I grabbed a package of jalapeno and cheddar so that I could start in on it this morning. And I cut it up and started cooking it for breakfast. I sat down to eat it, started eating it. And I'm like, this is different. So I, I don't know. This tastes different. And then it hit me. Wait a minute. Was I certain that it was jalapeno and cheddar that I grabbed out of that stack of stuff? And indeed it was not. It was jalapeno and pineapple. <laughs> so no wonder it tastes a little different. And it was really good. Once I knew what to expect, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is jalapeno and pineapple. I knew it wasn't. Not to rub it in. But I will say this. You know, Beaver, I sent you a picture of the boudin ball that came from the um, the uh, the butcher market there at Country Meat Packers before the show began. Yeah, to be more accurate, you taunted me with it, but go on. See, that's what I was afraid. I was afraid that sending you a picture of the food was coming across as a little bit of like teasing you. I didn't mean it that way at all. But this is what I'm going to say. That's worth the drive. Okay, and don't take my word for it. Yesterday, Rebel Mike, he got two of them on my recommendation because I had already eaten half of mine. And he, the same thing, he texted back in and was like, look, this is outstanding. And so, really, the boudin balls are custom-made. And then they also had the, the boudin links. Y'all got to try that down there if you haven't already. All right. Um, lots of food on yesterday's show. In fact, hey to everybody on the live stream, if you're on Facebook or YouTube. Thank you all for tuning in yesterday, too, remotely. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Believe it or not, like, look back at yesterday, the live stream. So if you tuned in, which a lot of people did, if you tuned in, uh, on Facebook or YouTube or commented, all of that was being driven not by a Wi-Fi signal, not plugged into any Internet somewhere. Nope. It was just simply a computer plug, plugged into this phone, my iPhone 12 Pro Max from C Spire, running on C Spire. And down there I didn't have 5G. I had, you know, the 4G LTE coverage. And the entire video live stream, a two-hour radio show, on three social media channels, was running just from my C Spire connection off of this iPhone. So when I say the number one network in Mississippi, I mean it. Speaking of, on the Murray West live thread over here on Facebook, go to murraywest.com. You need your logo embroidered on anything. Contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. They do a phenomenal job. It doesn't matter where you are in Mississippi or in the southeast for that matter. Big job, little job. Send that order to the folks at Murray West right here at home in New Albany, Mississippi. Trust me on it. You can check them out online at murraywest.com. Becky commented and said uh, that she's got that in her freezer right now, the jalapeno and pineapple. Said, just finished the pepper jack and green onion. Robert said, dude, you make me hungry every time I check out your show. <laughs> well, we're doing something right then. We are doing something right. All right, so plenty of football. Somebody did comment also that we didn't have a whole lot of sports in yesterday's show, but, hey, what the heck, we had a really good time regardless. And in some ways, for some people, too, depending on your routine each weekend around college football, you know, cooking and eating fine food is as much a part of the experience as the game itself, just depending on who you ask. All right, here we go. Country, please, and text line. Feel free to get them in. The number to text the show, 885 885- 
885-3776. Got it? That's a 601 number. 885-3776. J-Rock texts the show and he said, Hey, Matt, not much sports talk yesterday, and I want you to know I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Great show in Hale State. Man, I appreciate that very much. And, uh, you know, again, I I know this was yesterday, so we got to move on, but just thanks so much to everybody who stopped by. Uh, A lot of people did. And like I said, even before the show began, I was meeting people who listened to the show that I had never met before. Uh, Norman, uh, the Ohio State fan, he's a big crappie fisherman, had a um, B&M pole hat on. Uh, Rebel Mike, um, met him. Tim, appreciate you coming by. Uh, That was neat. Uh, I even got to meet Rebel Rex face-to-face. More Bully came by. My friend Chuck, he got himself a free hat out of the deal. (laughs) So and others really appreciate y'all. Jonathan McMillan from Divinity, and uh, all the folks at, at uh, Country Meat Packers, Henry and Aaron, and all those guys really do appreciate y'all so much for having us. That was a lot of fun, and we need to do that again real soon. Rebel Rex, speaking of, got to meet him yesterday and his lovely wife. He texted the show and said stuffed peppers were amazing. Thanks for saving me one. Thanks to Henry for the hat. He also got himself a free hat. Good looking hat at that. Uh. So, yeah, thanks for stopping by yesterday. That was great. Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona, Texas show and said, can you quit talking about food that I can't get out here? <laughs> for the love of God, he says, in my best Chris Farley voice. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, over here on the Murray West live thread, go to murraywest.com, contract embroidery. You need your logo on anything, custom apparel, stuff, whatever it is, that's where you need to go, trust me. Ask any high school in the state of Mississippi. Ask Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics, Genteel, Prairie Wildlife, all of that. Natchez Trace, all of that. That's where they're getting their stuff embroidered, and you need to also. Uh, Debbie comments on Facebook, says, Hail State, y'all. Back at you. Back at you, Debbie. Thanks for tuning in. Roshana, wish me a top of the afternoon. Right back at you. Uh, Rob says, Hail State, Egg Bowl in three weeks. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. What in the world just happened to the fall? And as far as the weather goes, too, it's like we went from summer to winter. <laughs> I mean, the trees around here, when it was 27 degrees the last two days, we're going, what? But I will say that drive on the Natchez Trace yesterday morning early where everything was frosted over was just beautiful. And I had, if I hadn't been in a hurry, I'd have stopped and taken some really nice pictures for sure. For sure. All right, Sven, who is over in Berlin, Germany, tuning in on the YouTube live stream. He comments on the Murray West live stream. By the way, too, looking forward to watching Sunday morning, a little bit anyway, Sunday morning, Chiefs and Dolphins, they're going to play over in Germany. Uh, Sven says, please tell me that Will Rogers is ready to go. Well, Sven, I got bad news. The bad news is I don't know if he is or isn't. (laughs) Um, I really don't. We're going to find out tomorrow. And then he says, and to be be honest, Matt, how much weight did you gain yesterday? Well, I tell you what, I have been putting on weight here recently. I don't know if y'all noticed that on the live <laughs> Back during COVID, in 2020, when COVID hit and they forced us to stay home, well, then it was like I had a license and a freedom to work out, and I began to exercise and lift and do it because I had time and an excuse to do it because I wasn't supposed to stay home. I had to do something. And I lost all this weight. And then ever since then, I've been slowly but surely packing it back on, so i got to get after it here soon. But, yeah, yesterday 
probably contributed to that, but I didn't care. I mean, some of the best food I've ever had, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Roshana says on Facebook, Matt, do they have maple sausage by itself? I can only find maple blueberry. They had some maple in the store yesterday. Roshana. The original maple is, like, really good. Cody, Cody is in here. He's watching on Facebook. Gave us a hail state from Horn Lake, Mississippi, up in DeSoto County. Good to hear from you. All right, back over to the text line. Real unnamed texter said, great show yesterday, but I was starving afterwards. <laughs> yeah, um, I bet you were. And, and the, you know, the other thing, too, now this is pitiful. I'm just telling you the truth. Uh, Dog Tired in Florence, you know, stopped by the show at Country Meat Packers yesterday. It turns out he and Henry, uh, the owner there at Country Meat Packers, they came up together, played high school football together. And he uh, brought me some boiled peanuts and a, um, oh, I'm just, um, pomegranate, big pomegranate. Beautiful pomegranate. But it, that bag of boiled peanuts, I started eating those on the way home. I really did. Isn't that pitiful? And then you're like, well, Matt, don't complain about gaining weight if you're going to do all that eating. Well, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, here we go. Unnamed texture on the country pleasing text line says, Matt, what's your opinion on state looking for a new coach? Well, you know, we touched on that some this week. I, I don't know what is going to happen based on wins and losses. And so it's not a political answer I'm giving you. It really is a reality thing that even if there's schools around the country, let's say state or any other school, that at this point in the year with games left, they're on the verge of bold eligibility, eligibility close. Like we're not talking about a team that haven't won a game or anything. And with games left, those administrations are, even if they are sort of having conversations on the back end that will never become public, it's still a wait-and-see sort of thing, I think, for most programs like that, that are in a situation like State's in. It's still sort of a wait-and-see to see how the games are going to play out because you just don't know. And and how the Kentucky game and the A&M game and the Southern Miss game and the Ole Miss game, the, you know, depending on how those games go, and in some cases, some programs, not just a win or a loss, but how it looks and how you how you win and how you lose, you know, some of that factors into it also. That generally is the thought that you gotta see sort of the the whole thing, the whole season, and you gotta see it culminate before you really know. That's one thing. The other thing though is this the wild card of the scenario we are in now. I have mentioned this. I am matter-of-factly putting it out there because I think it is reality, and that is there will be uh, decision-makers, ADs, others in some cases, who because there is a wide-open transfer portal with really no holds barred, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can turn loose, you can cut guys, you can bring in 20, you can bring in 40. I mean, it's like there are no rules, basically, on that. They can say there's windows, whatever. That's just salad dressing. It doesn't really mean much. Why don't transfer portal? And you can pay them. You got to do it through the right channels. You obviously, like, 
you know, the coach can't write a personal check, you know. Somebody from the athletics department can't walk up and deliver them a stack of hundreds. Yeah, but you can and are paying your players, and you can entice them to come to your place with money and benefits now. Well, because that is so much different than the scenario in the past, at least in terms of what was was allowable, you're going to have some decision makers out there who are going to have a quicker trigger than they would have in the past. See, and that's what I think complicates it from talking about it honestly. I could easily sit here and get on here and go, well, my opinion is I ought to fire him, and here's why. I mean, look, if you want low-hanging fruit, least common denominator sports radio, there's plenty of that. On big channels, on little channels, little podcasts, big pod, you can find it wherever you want to go. I'm just trying to give you an honest answer on this. And from my perspective, it's like in the past, situation like this one, your coach passes away. You don't have an AD because he bolted for another school in the conference. The president basically has to make the hire to salvage any sort of recruiting anything on the heels of a winning season. And you elevate him to a coach. So now he's your first-year head coach. He's never been a head coach before. Well, given all those things, you're going to give him a little time. You're not going to judge him based on one year out of the shoots, right? That's the old way of thinking. And I'm not sure that as many ADs and administrations are going to be beholden to the old way of thinking because the transfer portal is wide open. You can flip your roster just like that, and you can pay them in order to help flip your roster just like that. That's the reality of it. So it's going to influence some decision makers, some ADs. That some of them are going to look at Dion in Colorado. And they're no, I'm not saying that you can go find another Dion Sanders. You can't. There's one of those. But they're going to look at a guy like that who number one, he could get attention. Right? Very trendy, very kind of <laughs> you know, trendy modern, get a lot of attention, and therefore could really more easily fill 50 spots on his roster just like that with a little NIL money and, and elsewhere. Okay, and immediately they were better. So I'm not saying it's another Deion Sanders, but there will be some ADs who go, you know, I know this guy over here or that guy over there who's a little more experienced, who's got more connections, he's very hungry, he does have the kind of personality that's big and bold and it will get a lot of attention. Maybe he'll stir the pot, and by doing that, he will be able to come in and with a little NIL money go out here and flip our roster and we'll be better next year. And there's a catch-22 of if we do that, it will excite the fan base before you have ever played a game and the fans will give us more money to then go get more players with. You see, those kinds of things were only obscure conversations in the past for those who were really looking for a way to circumvent any rules whatsoever and run that risk. It ain't a risk anymore. It's totally above board and within the rules. So that's why I think we're going to see some ADs out there with a quicker trigger on making those changes than they have had in the past. I don't know what they're going to do. And those are just some things that keep rolling around in my head. Now, I want, personally... I want to see Zach Arnett win, win these games. I want them to beat Kentucky tomorrow night. <clears throat> I want them to beat Southern Miss. I want them to beat Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. That's personally what I want to see. 
those are the kinds of con- you figure it out after you go win three of your last four. That, then we got a real conversation going on. All those kinds of things. But going into these games, there's been no indication this year that State has a kind of team that is going to go win those games. If they do, I'll celebrate with you. And then you ask me, okay, is Saban going to retire at the end of the year? And do you think Lane would replace him? Well, I'll be honest with you. I think anybody in a good situation that would choose to leave a good situation to go replace Nick Saban would be dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. That's what I think. Now, and, you know, if you're a state fan, you'd love for Lane Kiffin to go somewhere else, right? Because you don't want to have to compete against him for the next ever how long. Guy's doing a really good job, and he's already proven that he can get attention, he can get money, he can get players in the portal, and then he can put those brand-new players together into something that can go out and win games. So he's doing a really good job. But if you just look at it from Lane Kiffin, why would you leave a good situation? You're making $9 million a year in Oxford, Mississippi. Okay? (laughs) They're giving you all the money you want to go buy players with. It would just be dumb to leave all that just to go replace Saban that you know good and well, you ain't ever going to live up to it. Whoever replaces Saban, it's going to be like Ray Perkins replacing Bear Bryant. It was an impossibility. Now, sure, you if you need a paycheck, go ahead. But if you already got one, why would you do that? That'd be dumb. Just my opinion. All right. Just getting started with you. More comments, texts, phone calls coming up on Friday. Stick around. Here we go. Back with you rolling along. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, Brandon commented on Facebook on the Murray West live thread. Here he's watching on Facebook in the live stream and says, Matt, way to be honest on that question. Well, you know, best I can. I'm not going to just get out here and go... You know, well, state needs to make a change. They need to fire him or go out here either and say, you know, anybody who suggests making a change is an idiot and is hurting the program, you know, and you're the problem. <laughs> because really the truth is hanging in the balance. Um, it really is. And I think coaches who get to this level, that's sometimes what we forget when we're on the outside of it looking in at the product is that coaches at this level, like Coach Arnett, they all realize, man, there's no guarantees. You may have a buyout. But there's still no guarantees at this level. It's, it's perform or you're gone. It's really that way for players also. And it always has been. You know, 25 years ago when I was in college playing, it was really that simple. It wasn't – you just kind of knew. I mean, you'd have your ups and downs emotionally based on how you performed in a game or even in practice, but you knew. It's like these coaches – it ain't a matter of do they like me or not like me. They don't have any axes to grind. Okay, they're they're on the chopping block every week. They got to win. Okay, if we lose, they got to figure out ways to win. <laughs> and so if they decide to bench me or to play somebody else, 
or bench somebody else and play me. They're doing it simply to try to get the ball in the end zone and keep the other guys out. That's all it is. And if you perform and do your job, you get more opportunities. If you don't perform, you're gone. You're out. And you know that on the front end. It's really that simple. Well, if it's been that way for players for all these years, it's obviously that way for coaches, and they know that too. And that's why agents negotiate buyouts and that sort of thing. So they know. You know, you look, it's seriously, like what kind of conversation are we having if they go out there and they beat Kentucky by 17 points tomorrow night? Right? So what kind of conversation then are we having on Monday? You're already talking about bowl stuff because then you're assuming they're going to beat Southern Miss. But really more than that, you beat them, people start going, well, you know, you never know. Might beat A&M, might win the Egg Bowl. I, you know, it's just every quarter of football, every half, and therefore every game sends the conversation farther down one road or the other. And you got to get down that road before you can really start figuring out what may happen. You know, are they up against it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we would all agree with that. That given the way the team came out of the gates this year, you know, the offense really wasn't all that well put together. Just had a very fledgling look to it. Some uh, change at offensive coordinator, all that stuff. I don't know if you call those excuses, but the thing that really is the most head scratching is the lack of punch and physicality, and and just proficiency really on defense. And so the way that they have come out and kind of displayed that throughout the greater part of the year, yeah, they're they're up against it. It has not been pretty at all. At times. All right. Let's go over to the phone line. The Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer. Got Andre on line one. Andre, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm getting ready for some of this football. We're going to celebrate 1998 with Mississippi State. All right. It, it's just a bad, it's just a bad time to celebrate today. No, no, Will Rogers. If we got so much controversy surrounding the, the university, man, I, I wish we could wait to next year or something to celebrate the 918. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You know that is going to be really cool, Andre, having everybody there. Well, I say everybody, as many people as can be there from the team, and we, uh, you know, the university has been really good to that team, that 98 team, and, and they've even had reunions for the 99 team as well. So I'll, that being, you know, teams that I was on, I've been a part of that, and they have done a really good job of bringing Coach Cheryl back and bringing those key players back and then having meals and reunions and bring them out on the field, and it's just really cool, you know. It's really cool to, to see it because I'm not sure that even all those years ago when we won – the division or won 10 games that as players we ever even thought how neat it will be someday when we get old and they still remember us. You know, you don't think about that when you're young, but it's pretty cool. Hey, that was, that was a great team, man. Mm-hmm. That was a great team. Yeah. I, I tell you what, we're going to talk about some of these games, man. For, for the head coach of Mississippi State, I think he deserved one more year, man. You, it's hard to get rid of a coach just that one year. Yeah. Got to give a guy two, 
maybe three years, but at least give a guy two years. I, I think he deserves at least a one more year. Okay. I, I, I don't all the fans don't want to hear that, but when you when you hire a guy, you just can't play to fire a guy just in 365 days. Give a guy a chance. Well, and he'll have to, you know, if if he does, if he comes back and coaches again, they they will have a challenge. Like as far as how are they going to replenish that roster and what moves do they make in a transfer portal and all that kind of stuff, you know? Because let's be honest, Andre, total overall budget money to spend on transfers and transfer portal, they they may not have as much as some of these other schools. So. You know, it, it certainly is a challenge, for sure. Well, I'm going to go out on the field, man. I'm going to pick some of these games. All right. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. I, I think they beat Kentucky. I think they shut down Kentucky running game. I'm not really solo Kentucky in passes. I think it'd be a goal-scoring game. I got the dogs winning 17-13, 17-13. Okay. Well, and I'll say, yes, hey, if that, if that defense holds Kentucky to 13 points – I, that that'll be a big deal for them to bounce back hey, that I, way. I well, I hope you got this recorded because this might be the promo of your show, Plenty Porter, when you come back in. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now. 17 to 13, Andre. Got it. All right. You got you got Alabama and LSU. I'm yeah. going to go with LSU. I'm going to go with LSU before the upset. I think they're going to put up too many points. I think, I think Bama goes down. So that'll be their second loss. They'll be out the pitch. So, wow. Okay. I don't know how people agree with that, but I don't think Alabama got enough offense to stay with LSU. So I'm going to go with LSU with the, with the upstate Alabama. Um, I got a text from my um, my friend, uh, Philip Prince, the Godfather Prince, earlier this week, and he thinks LSU has no chance. So, see, one or the other, I'm, a, I'm either making you or him famous on Monday, one or the other. <laughs> Well, for his case, I hope he don't turn on the TV. He's just watching the Ole Miss Cookie. All right. Got it. All right. We got Ole Miss and Texas A&M. A lot of people fix it Ole Miss. Every time you really want to believe in Ole Miss, this time of the season, they let you down. They get to right, right around this spot every year. They be right around the top 10. Then they decide they don't want to play football no more. So I'm going to go with Texas A&M. Probably 20, 28, 24, Texas A&M. Ooh, son, if you get that, if you get that kind of game, 28, 24, 11 a.m. on ESPN, straight out of game day, that'll be a lot of fun now, for sure. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the game to hold Jimbo Fisher for one more year at Texas A&M. <laughs> he wins that game. All right. Uh, all right, before I let you get out of here, who do you think gonna be the next coach at Southern Miss? Ooh. That might. Be that's tough. I don't know. <clears throat> that is tough. That's a great question. I, you know, I, <laughs> and man, I like Will Hall. I want him to succeed. I really do. They just having a tough year this year. I don't know. You know, like who's the next? I just don't know. I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, it'd just be totally throwing speculation out there is what it would be. All right, so Andre's got State winning 17-13. to 13. He's got LSU over Alabama. I don't know that we heard a score from him on that one, but he's got LSU beating Alabama. And uh, he's got Texas A&M 
beating Ole Miss tomorrow, 28-24. And that game's going to kick off at 11 a.m. Uh, on ESPN. Hey, you know, we were talking about State, too, okay? He said, I said, if they hold them to 13, that'd be a heck of a bounce back and all. One thing that you can say about State is each time that they've played this year a really poor game, they have bounced back and played a good one. Well, I say a good one. They have bounced back the following week of the next game to be better. They, they have done a little bit of this week to week. Like really poor performance against LSU. Just poor. Then on the road at South Carolina, played a little better. Didn't win, but played a little better. You know, performed a little better. Back home, really poor against Alabama. Unless LSU, Alabama is two good teams, right? But just in terms of after just playing bad in, in some ways, you win the next week against Western Michigan and just play better. Right? They didn't play great against Arkansas at all, you know, Then, but did manage to win the game, but played a little better defensively, you know? So you, you get whipped by Alabama the next two weeks, you're a little better defensively, two lesser opponents. And have gone to Auburn now last week and just played just, yeah, awful, especially in the first half. And so if the trend holds up, then you'd think, okay, they're back at home and they will play a little better this week after getting whipped up on and embarrassed last week. You're a state fan. That's what you hope for. All right. Rolling along with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio on this Friday. Stick around. Show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Melissa's on Facebook. She called in a couple of days ago and said, Hey, Matt, happy Maroon Friday. Getting my food prepped for supper. Jambalaya with some country-pleasing pepper jack and green onion. Hail State, excited for tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good. If you have any leftovers, go ahead and bring them on out there. Melissa, we'll eat some of that tomorrow. <laughs> and thanks for listening and commenting on the show on the Murray West Live Thread. All right, I'm back with you, staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Dog Tired in Florence said, Matt, pleasure to see you again. Got a peek at the at small town Mississippi life. You know, talking about yesterday. He came by the live show yesterday. He said, Henry, a.k.a. Supercoop, that was his nickname in high school. He said, is the salt of the earth. He really is. He's as good as they come. And they've been through a lot. And they just keep on keeping on and smiling on their face and being good to other people. He wanted me to grade the boiled peanuts and the pomegranate. Well, I hadn't eaten the pomegranate yet, but I have eaten just about every last one of those boiled peanuts, and I ate them in the car yesterday on the way home because <laughs> a lot of the other food was packed up, and I really appreciate them. They're good. They're very, very good. And big ones, too. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was not little. These were big old, like, jumbo-sized boiled peanuts. So thank you very much for those grumpy Text the show. What's up? 
He said, Matt, Grumpy just got back from three weeks in northwest Arkansas. Man, I bet it was beautiful up there. He said, Grumpy's maroon was turning red. Missed you at Reynolds Stadium two weeks ago. Grumpy was the old guy with the MSU baseball shirt and old Waverly golf cap on. <laughs> well, I looked for you. I looked for you. Res Dog Texas says, no, you talking about the state's coaching situation. Res Dog says, no, you can't continue down this path. We had to hire him under difficult circumstances. We have an out this year. It'll be tougher next year. And that's from Res Dog. Well, and, you know, probably some truth in that and in, in your, your reasoning there and laying that out. And I would say is, you know, you um, – I, I think it just basically what you're saying, Resdog, reinforces that these remaining games this year are very important for, you know, kind of seeing how it's all going to go. QB1 says Zach Arnett to USM. You think you all think Southern Miss going to make a change this year? Somebody texted us and said Southern Miss is terrible because of Will Hall. Uh, somebody that's not a Will Hall fan. But, hey, that goes with the territory. You know, that's one thing. Like, Will played quarterback at a very high level. And, uh, he he was the basically Division II Heisman winner uh, and at UNA, really good college player. But, you know, and he's been a coach a long time. And so from a couple different angles, he knows that you're not going to make everybody happy and you deal with criticism and, and things go south. They're going to put it all on you. And <laughs> it's just part of the – Part of the job. All right, here we got predictions from Rebel Rex. He says LSU 38, Bama 26. How about <laughs> predicting a 12-point win over Alabama in Tuscaloosa? He says Ole Miss 45. He says A and half coached overhyped M, <laughs> A&M 31. So you got them by 14, 45, 31. I'll tell you, you know, Rex, if if um if AM scores 31 points in there tomorrow in Oxford, I'll actually kind of be a little surprised over that. Uh with that. Now you're right. He says he got he's reminding us that he got the Texas win over Alabama right, and everybody thought he was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, what? Yeah, you did get it right. You sure did. Uh, Nick texts the show and says, Matt, whatever team Prince picked, go ahead and bet a chickenless pot pie on the other one. <laughs> let me see. Let me get. Let me see if I can find his exact words. It was something along the lines of they don't have a chance, uh, meaning LSU. Because I think, I think what he was saying is they couldn't stop anybody. Okay. Here... <laughs> My man, <clears throat> Philip Prince. LSU couldn't stop Noxipater, much less Saban. <laughs> Got it? And now we know squarely where he feels on how he feels and where he stands on this thing. Um, Jason in Flagstaff says that he thinks, certainly looking back from this point, whether it was Arnett or not this season, was always going to be the proverbial long road to hoe outside of a lot of transfers coming in. 
He said, now, whether or not they're this bad is not, you know, is the question. Yeah, okay, I can see that. And you have always said that, Jason, really from the get-go. Early season, people saying they're going to win 10, you know, and you say, well, hold on. It's going to be a lot tougher. Um, you, you've sort of held that that line for a while, and, and, and so I'll give it to you. That, yes, they sort of had, as you say, the old saying goes, had a long road to hoe. Even before the season began, they were kind of in that position, barring a ton of transfers. Yeah, and I think that's true. You know, you, you're making a transition you didn't bargain for. You didn't want to have to make a transition, but you are. Um, you know, the thing that has always, I guess you could say it's been a hang-up for me, you know, mentally a hang-up because you get up to it and then you're stuck on this, keep wondering and pondering the same old thing, and that is just getting away altogether from the previous style of offense. Um, because really what we have seen, <laughs> and here we are again, dadgummit, and we're going into, what is this, week nine? Or game number nine. Week ten, game number nine. And we're back on that again, see? But I'm telling you, it's kind of a hang-up for me, and that is the whole thing of just totally abandoning whatever type of offense and roster you had built offensively under Coach Leach previously for the three years. And now trying to do another 180 back the opposite direction with Will Rogers coming back and receivers that have been recruited to it coming back and linemen who'd been playing in it coming back. And I am not privy to all of those decisions. But I told you, you know, one of the things we kept saying on this show, even before the season began, but certainly after we saw the offense and could see clearly that, oh, wait a minute, now this is no modern – Modernized, tweaked air raid. No, moderated air raid. No, 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 no. It ain't. It's the opposite. <laughs> I mean, they had a game they threw it 18, 17, 18 times. You know, and this is tight splits. And we have all of a sudden decided we're just going to do, like, almost at times exclusively run the ball, minus a few throws. That's the way, you know, it kind of started to look early in the year. And so even then, you come back to it and go, look, if this thing doesn't pan out, you know, if, you'd, if you had Mike Leach and his version of the air raid, and that's what you built and recruited the roster to for three years with a senior quarterback coming back, an entirely senior offensive line coming back who played in it, a bunch of pass catchers who've played in it that were recruited to it, that's all what you have coming back, and you're going to 180 it. Well, if it doesn't work out, particularly on offense, you're going to catch a lot of criticism. And I was one of the first ones to say that. All of people looking at it very practically said, you know, yeah, okay, well, you become the head coach. Mike Leach himself probably would have told you, hey, you're the coach. You run what you want to run. But that didn't mean definitely change it. <laughs> and I just, you know, you look at it, and I'm not privy to all the conversations that led up to those decisions philosophically on offense or what you were going to be and what you're going to do. I'm not privy to it. I don't know. You know, I might assume that the previous offensive line coach, Mason Miller, would have stuck around and coached for you. Maybe he wouldn't have. I, I don't know. I might just be assuming that. But 
at any rate, it, it oftentimes this year it has looked like a transition that wasn't really getting off the ground very much, Jason. Now, and that's the thing. I wonder how you would respond to that. You do not have to agree with me. But, Jason, especially since you were the one who really early on was saying, you know, this could be a struggle. This could be a struggle. And you had your reasoning. Well, what would you say if I said, okay, with all those decisions, particularly the complete 180 decision philosophically on offense, you know, defensively the way it's looked, it has looked like a transition that just hasn't begun to, like the glue won't dry. The paint just will not dry for whatever. At no point has it begun to solidify to this point, you know, in a year. And at some point, it's got to start to look like it's taking some sort of shape. It just has to, right? If those were the decisions you were going to make, is all I'm saying. It would be one thing if... You came back and Will had a chance to continue in the air raid philosophy that he and the offense had had some success with and see if you couldn't advance it another year, maybe, you know, modify it to a degree, and then it looked this bad. That'd be one thing, but it's a heck of a risk to do the 180 and have it look the way that it's looked. That's all I'm saying. Hour two coming up. Stick around. 